0: Welcome everybody to the Safina Society Nothing but Facts live stream on Wednesday, day number eight of fasting. Am I right? Or seven? Day number seven of this month of Ramadan. Okay. Uh, in which the news yesterday, the in the Muslim world related uh, affairs were Hamza Yusuf not the Hamza Yusuf of course Uh, unlike one of the Arab media outlets wrote and put a picture of Sheikh Hamza Yusuf which was got everyone laughing right that they put a picture of Sheikh Hamza Yusuf and said the new head of Scotland so uh he is actually the first minister now Muslim minister of Scotland okay uh but I actually thought he was only the health minister for, for a while. Now he's the actual minister. So I missed out on that. So that's one story, and we could read that. Uh, Michaela Community School in Wembley is preventing Muslim pupils from praying. That's sort of a, another story. I don't know if we want to get into that. Uganda, I'm not going to get into that because I'm, I'm done with uh, a certain group of people. I'm not talking about them for, for a long time. I want to see what's going to happen. We don't talk about them for a long time.
1: Yeah, the alphabets.
0: Yeah, I want to know what would happen. Like, what would our, probably, because I'm just wondering, you know. A man charged with attempted murder, we read about that last week. Okay, so he's been charged, all right. He has been charged. So, let's start reading about Scotland's new president. They call them ministers, but it's president, essentially. Same. Yeah,
1: it's a very, very high office.
0: Very high. Well, it's the highest, right, in the lands? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think that the party, the people in the U.K.
1: would know better. This party's not, you know, they're not becoming the, mm. uh, the majority anytime soon, but he's a leader of a major party. Okay. But, you know, if they were in the majority, then he would be the prime minister.
0: Okay. Oh, I see, I see. So he has defeated rivals Kate Forbes and Ash Reagan to become the leader. Oh, he's the leader of his party. Yeah. Which means that he will almost certainly become the first minister tomorrow. Right. Which is what's the difference between first minister and prime minister?
1: It's one is the the majority and one is the opposition.
0: The minority leader basically. Yeah. Okay. It's like Pelosi. All right, he's a 37-year-old. Okay. The first Muslim to lead a major UK party and is set to be confirmed as the first ethnic minority leader of a devolved government on Tuesday. He defeated Miss Forbes by a score of 52 to 48 in the second round. Was this the playoffs or something? With Yusuf receiving 26,302 votes and Miss Forbes re- only receiving 23,890 votes so only half a million people voted No, I mean uh, not even 50,000 people voted mm. people don't vote yeah during the election campaign Yusuf took several positions Okay, that may have contradicted his faith yes but he also called himself a proud Muslim also said that his faith will not be the basis by which he legislates now listen to this When the mongols took over and they entered islam all right their beliefs were wacky you know that yeah their beliefs were insane the -hmm. mongols mongols had their beliefs were all over the place but they claimed to be muslims right so um we have something similar in politics in the west and i'll tell you why it's not exactly exciting for me but it is in one sense number one people who um are out on the outside looking in and they're seeing what they don't know what muslims are like and now they see this kind of thing they see a muslim that's all they see. they don't see a muslim who contradicts his faith right we got to keep that in mind That not everyone views things the way we do and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may bring something to people in a way that is not, uh, Allah is not bound by following any sharia, right? So the ways by which Allah may bring benefit to the world may be forbidden for us to do but Allah can still bring benefit to the world through that. So that's the one part of it that you have to take, uh, take into account. Is that a lot of people out there, they're just seeing a Muslim like a Muslim is ruling Scotland now, or he's a minister of Scotland. Okay, So, you got to keep that in mind. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is also maybe having a wisdom for that crowd of people. Okay, Whereas for us, we would say, oh no, he contradicted the deen in many ways and we're against it. Okay, fine. That's for us. Now, what part of it does not excite me very much is that you have entire islamic muslim countries with the entire government is muslim and it doesn't do anything because actual reform requires the entire group so there's bala that falls down that is bala a'am. It's general calamity and and the only, one individual cannot alter a general calamity general calamity that have, befalls a nation befalls an ummah is only retorted or pushed back okay by a general toba that's a rule you hear that rule awesome general calamities that befall the ummah it's not going to be pushed back by one righteous person or two righteous people right it's going to be pushed back only by a umma ummah wide toba mm. that's a big difference right that's an important thing so I don't ever think that things are going to change, right? Things are not going to change. But individuals, individuals may get inspired. And I, as I said, we are viewing, when we view a Muslim, because we're in Islam all day, we're reading books all day. We may view something as totally off. But from a, some people are viewing things from 50,000 feet out. They just see a Muslim. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may bring his wisdom, however, he, he may bring a, a benefit in any way that he wants. That doesn't mean we're allowed to do that or rule by it. And this is a very important part of fatwa, by the way. In, in the in the mutawalat, they probably mention this. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may, has, the, uh, has the power, has the ability, has the um, uh, haqq, to bring about a benefit however he wants. But just because a benefit came from something forbidden does not alter our law. It's just so important, I can't imagine, tell you, how many times I see people tell me, is this halal? No, it's not halal. But he did it, and it's, you're saying it's haram. but he did it. Yes, that's true. And so many people benefited from it. That's true too, I recognize that. For example, like I think a lot of people benefited from I think a lot of people benefited from the uh, World Cup being in Qatar. Right. A lot of people, I mean, I just shared the picture with, uh, the post with, uh, what's his name? Ibrahimovic. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite entertainers. He's an entertainer. I don't view him only as a soccer player, but what's his first name?
1: Zlatan. Zlatan.
0: Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Zlatan Ibrahimovic is one of the most... He's one of the best entertainers you're going to find out there. That's number one. But he had a great post. He loved Qatar. Right? He loved it. He said everything about it was awesome. right? That doesn't mean it was halal what they did. right? So something may be haram to spend billions of dollars on a sport. This is haram for us in our religion. There's no doubt. There's not even a discussion. Okay. But number two, so just because a wisdom comes out of it, benefit comes out of it, the ruling doesn't change. And this is the rule for the faqih and the mufti. You don't change the rule of Allah because you saw a benefit come out of it. You confirm both. You say, yes, it's haram. Number one, yes, it is sinful to do that. It remains to be sinful. And yes, Allah may ta'ala have chosen to derive a benefit out of it. Okay? He may have chosen to derive a benefit out of it, even though it's sinful. What else? There was a guy who used to go into nightclubs and he used to uh, talk to people in the night in nightclubs about Islam, and they would enter Islam. This is a true story. Does that mean it's halal not to do that? No. He did something haram. He benefited people by it, right? So we separate between how Allah brings His benefits to creation, and what is halal and haram. You have to make that line. We have to observe halal and haram. Allah doesn't observe it. He may use, and this is a hadith of the Prophet. Allah ta'ala may give nasr, inna allaha layansuru hadha ad-deen bil-rajul al-fajr. This is a hadith. Double cl- confirming and clarifying what we're saying here. inna Allah layansuru hadha ad-deen bil-rajul al-fajr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give victory to this deen. That means the w- name of Islam will spread. The word of Islam will spread. Bil rajul al-fajr. Is boxing is most haram sport? It's clearly haram. Yeah. You're hitting the face. But besides hitting all the other uh, parts of the body, it's haram too. Like you cannot play a sport where you injure other people on purpose, even if the, both sides consent. Okay. Number two, the name Muhammad in the 19th, in the 20th century spread far and wide because of whom? The boxer Muhammad Ali. So this is somebody, now I'm not saying he's a fajr. But that we're saying that the ruling in Islam is this is forbidden, yet we see out of that come this immense benefit, where the name Muhammad spread, Islam spread. He became one of the best faces in the to the modern world of what a Muslim is, right? But who's going to deny that? Who? What Muslim out there is not proud? And uh, uh, uh. I was one time sick in 2014 i was extremely sick could not believe how sick i was but one day i started feeling a little bit better i just spent from about when everyone slept i was you know when you're sick and you're there's no day and night when you're sick you're just like totally everything's mixed up must have been like from 12 to like two in the morning i think i watched every single muhammad ali video on youtube you love you can't not love the man right so Allah Ta'ala brings his benefit however he wants through someone doing something halal, something good, something bad, and by sharia standards, haram. So don't confuse though that this allows us to do it. We are bound by Allah's law. Allah may elevate the name of Islam or some other benefit by a person who is a complete Fajr. I'm telling you and I'm, we're sitting here in New Jersey Okay, Rick. Right. What I've seen two people. Now I know this is going to bother some of the sisters, which it's fine. I have no problem with any crit- criticism. But I've seen two guys. They entered Islam. The language they were saying, I know exactly they got it from Andrew Tate. I know exactly what they were saying, mm-hmm. who they were listening to, from the words that they were saying, the message they were saying, it's from Andrew Tate. So. But, oh, he's this, that, and the other. Say everything you want. Say it all. I have no problem with it. If it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. But one thing that is happening is that some people actually learned about Islam from him and became Muslim. Now, give it five years, their life will be one way, completely different from it was now, right? And his life may change, may not, okay? That's up to him. So you see, you have to understand this is extremely important... um, distinction that we're making here and that's the way I this is this is like an islamic news analysis this is how we would new analyze news from a lens of islam is that halal and haram is one thing that's for us to follow how allah ta'ala wants to elevate the name of islam or the face of or the, the image of muslims and also keep in mind there are people out there keep in mind all the people out there who don't know anything about the details that we talk about where that someone says this is a practicing Muslim, not a practicing Muslim. They just eat Muslim. That's it. Okay, So that's something to keep in mind. Alright? And that's how I view any Muslim rising in the in the West in any way, shape, and form. Uh, that's how I view it. Alright, well, you, did you guys want to show something? You guys were playing around with the uh,
1: yeah, the. Do you want to show that video? It's up to you. If it's kind of a crazy video. We're
0: gonna talk about.
1: Yeah, the Nashville um, video.
0: Do I want to talk about it? No, I'm gonna start my fast from today. Mm. I'm, I'm gonna start my fast. You agree <laughs> with that fast? Yeah. Let's, let's, see, let's see what, what happens. happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm done with them. to this. Abu, Abu Marwan leaves a message for five pillars. You guys call a secular taghut Muslim who, who rules by kufr man-made laws. Okay. You guys at Five Pillars seriously need to go learn Islam, Tawheed, Kufr, Shirk. All of them. <laughs> guys, they're just reporting a story. That's all they're doing. Okay.
1: Can you explain uh, this terminology of what? like tarut? And then, um, wala, barat. like, these type of, like, alhamdulillah, I was shielded from this. Yeah, okay. M- because, it, like, you know, we didn't live in a place where it was very takfiri and stuff like that. But I always hear this stuff, and I've always wondered, like, what's the precise definition sure. of these? Um, by, by our standards, and by what they what they consider.
0: Okay. Um, what is a ta'ut? A ta'ut has a couple different definitions by the ulama. One of them is an oppressor. Someone who oppresses, a ruler who oppresses the people. The other one is, it is um, the ruler who is a kafir. That's hmm. another one. So it went from anything that transgresses the boundaries of sharia to the oppressive ruler. And mostly when, in, in, in speech and in, in the books, when they refer to the word tahut they mean the oppressive ruler, Muslim or not. Hmm. That's tahut comes from Tughiyan. What is wala and bara? Wala is that, is loyalty. It's loyalty. And the Muslim is never forbidden to support a kafir over a Muslim. Okay. he's Never allowed to do that.
1: Oh, he's never allowed.
0: You're never allowed to join the army of the kuffar to fight Muslims. Ever.
1: Hmm.
0: You Can't join the US army, British army, Canadian army, and go fight Afghans or iraqis who are muslims right so that would be forbidden for us to do that doesn't mean you have to agree with them and it doesn't mean that your support for them is to support everything they say so you very well may uh, be able to criticize and educate them or command the right and forbid the wrong but you do not support the uh, non-believer over the yeah, right or the non-believer over the Muslim I mean. okay, so that's wala and bara is dissociation if someone let's say works for NBC or something like that and their colleague their friend says something politically incorrect what do they have to do? they have to in some way shape and form officially cut ties that's bara so let's see an example Khalid bin Walid, the Prophet went in Mecca and he wanted to make peace. Mecca. He told everyone, "No killing." Khalid bin Walid got into a skirmish. He killed. Okay. So, but he killed in the wrong. Like was not right the way he killed. So, what did the Prophet say? The Prophet announced out loud, "Allah and His messengers are have dissociated from the action of Khalid bin Walid. We're barred from that." that's what that's bara okay we are innocent from this we're free from this we dissociate so that's what bara is makes sense yeah but
1: like why is why have these terms like the way that you've explained it yeah. you know very simple um but why is it like that these terms are like i don't know how to describe it i don't want to say like Salafized, yep. but sometimes they feel like they're salafized terms.
0: Yeah, so they, they use that a lot because they believe, and I think they use it correctly most of the time. You have to have bara from an innovator, you have to have bara from uh, like a scholar who's uh, speaking with bid'ah. Heretical sex, we believe that too. If someone comes and, and and negates a qat'i from the deen, we're gonna, a qat'i means explicit text from the religion. We're going to have a bara from him too. Right? All right. In other news, this guy, uh, Bobby's story, what was it called? What does he call his channel? Bobby's perspective has become a Muslim. Well, that's great news. Okay. Um, he is an Internet star, I guess you could say. Is he really an Internet star or just in our circle, in our little world? He's a YouTuber. He's a big-time YouTuber, Christian YouTuber from uh norway actually isn't he from norway uh, where is he from uh, exactly. like, macedonia? Like, like, yeah, like, like macedonia oh i thought he was from like scandinavia yeah, oh okay he's balkan. he's balkan so he's balkan and he ends up become a muslim and he has a very interesting um you know saying that he said the other day he said that um he said that uh, the only, his entire friends have cut him off. His family has cut him off. They're
1: all Orthodox, like extreme
0: Orthodox. Everyone has cut him off, okay? So, um, goes to show. And one of the things I liked what he said. You know what I said? I liked what he said when he said that, uh, he said, I didn't become Muslim because it was something n- nice and enjoyable. I wanted it because it's the truth, whether I like it or not. That's what I'm looking for. The truth, whether I like it or not. So he puts a post up here, right? And he says that no one's approved of him. His family has cut him off and it has been extremely difficult for him. But this is an important feature here. And that's what separates intellect from the nefs. Okay? Is that our intellect dominates our actions, not our ego. Our feelings should not dominate our actions when it comes to truth and when it comes to duty, contracts, responsibilities. I think your heart should dominate your actions when you deal with people, individuals. Okay, like your family members and stuff. You can't imagine you go to your family and you start treating your family like, start uh, cheating your treating your family like contractually right your son walks by your daughter walks by you don't have to say you're not obligated to say salam oh dad are you upset no i'm not obligated to say a son if i want to do it i can do it if i don't i don't have to right so that's you don't deal with your family like that you don't deal with your neighbors like that but in other matters of truth that's how you deal with things okay so that was uh it's nice to see someone enter slam It's always good to see you want to show us something omar okay if you want to show us something you could no problem um michaela community school in wembley has prevented muslims pupils from praying there are three thousand people who signed a petition online complaining you know i don't like complainers but for they're complaining about the behavior of a school which currently provides no prayer facility. They gotta, they got so many Muslims in these countries. They gotta be able to pray. It is alleged that the teachers have interrupted Muslim students while they were praying, and have disciplined them by suspension or expulsion. Uh, yeah, I agree with them this time around. That there's no excuse for this stuff in in England when your numbers of Muslims, especially this is Wembley, which is North London, right? Five Pillars, you got to stop with the pop-ups, seriously. Five Pillars got pop-ups. You you go on their website, and an annoying thing pops up, and they hide the X. Do you think this is going to make people sign up for your email list and endear people to you? I know, you know, by the way, I know the brother who runs this thing. Should bring him on. Yeah, let's bring him on. He's a great guy. I don't know if he made the website or not, but I'm sure he's involved in it, but the pop-up thing has to stop. Put it up. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that's it. So this online petition makes allegations that last Thursday students were performing Salah in the schoolyard on their own mats. When a teacher approached them and said, stop praying, this is excellent. You know why? Because when you tell someone to stop, they're just going to do it more. If that kid was like 50-50, now he's 100%, right? Yeah. This is That's why I'm telling you, Allah ac- actions Right? He achieves go- his, his his will in ways that would be forbidden for us. Okay, But that's not forbidden for Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Christians say God works in mysterious ways, right? So the teacher said, you need to leave your Islamic cultures alone. This is the West. Where is she? What the, the world? Wait, it's not 1993 or something to say something like that. What world is she living in? before telling them they're not allowed to pray and put out mats in the school. You're going to get detention, she said, if they repeat this behavior. One of the students praying was then excluded, according to the petition. It is further alleged that the teacher told students to fix their hijab and previously told another student that her religious headscarf looks like a cape. That's why you got to go to all Muslim schools. Why put your kids through this? right it's actually forbidden to put your kid in this tension kids are not made for tension they're not ready for spiritual warfare in another incident according to the petition students were praying in an empty classroom by the way notice don't forget there are non-muslim kids watching okay they themselves may be like this is a bit extreme let the people pray they themselves maybe so you just when when a clash like this happens you just don't know who's going to side with whom whereas this that you would have never got their attention otherwise in another incident students were praying in an empty classroom when a teacher shouted at them saying you're not allowed to pray we don't know who you're praying to these are not isolated incidents but a repeated culture at the school from segregating students that are fasting, making inappropriate comments about the World Cup, being in Qatar, and having an issue with students wearing free Palestine badges. Okay. This is absolutely disgusting, they say. Um, Our school prides itself on being multicultural, multi-faith, treating their Muslim students this way. What's worse is that the school is majority Muslims, and there is no prayer room for them. I said, send them to Islamic schools. The public school in this area is majority Muslim. All right, students have requested a prayer room, but they have been refused, and they have to go pray outside. Five pillars understand that students are demanding that the school provides them with a prayer room and allows them to practice their religion freely. England is something else, man. The Scottish Prime Minister, First Minister, fifty more than fifty percent Muslims in the school. Oz is pulling up the next story for us, by the way. One parent who has two children at the school told Five Pillars that he was told of an incident where up to five children were suspended for praying in the playground. Hold on a second. If it's lunchtime and I wanted to do yoga, okay, would I get suspended? Right? If I wanted to do yoga while singing an Arabic song, would I get suspended? So what is going on here? He's moving his body and uttering Arabic phrases to himself. The other is moving his body and uttering Arabic phrases to himself. What's the difference? Is this a war of beliefs? Or the, if, if I'm on the playground and I got 20 minutes of recess, why can't I move, put my head on the ground? What's the problem with that? It is my understanding that the school has suspended these students, not due to the fact that they were praying, but due to the fact that they did not respond to the teachers while they were praying. What are you, Firaun, right? <laughs> You're only allowed to pray if I permit you to pray. You know, that that's what Pharaoh said to the magicians, right? You, you, you believe without asking me first, right? The school does not pray, uh, provide prayer facilities in the school, the parents said. Another source told Five Pillars. Wait a second, so the teacher has to be able to talk to the student at every moment. They can't even not talk for five minutes. Uh, Hard to believe. It doesn't even take five minutes to pray. Students are being prevented from practicing their religion, and they're expelled. This is a blatant manifestation of Islamophobia if I've ever seen one. It's totally unacceptable. It's Ramadan, and they still continue to act this way. School claims that they are secular, and yet they celebrate Christmas every year. They are reportedly telling students to leave their faith at home. This is completely unacceptable, says another person. All right. These children live in a free country where they have the right to practice religious religious traditions, blah, blah, blah. Five Pillars approached the Michaela Community School, okay, and they have not responded. However, the school sent a text message to parents saying, untrue allegations have been made about the school resulting in death threats. Oh, stop this stuff. Anytime anyone wants to get uh, uh, away with something, they say, oh, be careful, he's suicidal. Oh, he got death threats, and it's a lie sources have told five pillars that teachers told students they have received death threats and they're risking their lives by teaching there good resign and teach somewhere else with less muslims you'll get in less trouble or next time when you have muslims behave right treat them properly right if it's such a risk to teach there we have also been told that teachers gave speeches about how the petition showed students were not willing to sacrifice enough for the school. Why would I sacrifice for the school? Kids hate school. You're supposed to hate school if you're normal, right? Individual students were also pulled out of classrooms and asked if they had signed the petition and then shouted out if they had. They also told students that they did not deserve trips. Oh, we're getting petty now. Canceling the school trip to the Statue of Liberty. No Statue of Liberty for you. Where did you guys go for school trip? Statue of Liberty. <sighs> my uh, my um, w- I, one kid's class was uh, they were so bad that their class trip was to the bowling alley because the teachers didn't felt they didn't deserve a class trip. They also told students that they did not deserve these trips. Students were told if anyone asked to pray, they would go to detention. What is this? The Michaela School. It's one of the most high-profile schools in the country. And that teacher, Catherine Birbal Singh, has made numerous media appearances. On its website, the school says that it, its last progress eight score placed best school in the nation. It says we have high expectations of behavior. Why? Because without excellent discipline, learning cannot take place. Well, learn to accommodate Muslims because they're just not going to stop. Pupils at Michaela feel that they are treated fairly and justly, she says. Thanks to our high expectations, it means learning can flourish. Visit any classroom and you will see hands sky high, eager to answer teachers' questions. No, please. Teachers are polite and helpful with a genuine interest in helping their peers. Our motto is work hard, be kind. We value kindness at Michaela, blah, 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 blah. All sorts of nonsense. Okay. Uh, At Michaela Children, they'll just learn a lot, they become better people. No, I just want you to teach them. I'll teach, I'll, I'll do the better person part. You just teach them writing, reading, and math. Isn't that what what it is? Writing, reading, arithmetic, the three R's. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh. All right, what's the next story, Oz? So it's been going around. I don't know if you want to talk about it in detail. Yeah. So what is it? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. He's a well-known reciter. Yep. I won't say his name here.
0: Um, Why? He did it in public. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, and Wait, and no. It was Dr. What's-his-name? No, it's So I thought it was that doctor, that African-American doctor. Maybe maybe they let the part, uh partially. Okay, which who who do you want me to read it from?
1: from? No, it was just on Twitter. I didn't see any particular
0: thread. Okay, so but, keep talking. Um, his, his mic's on, right? Okay, go.
1: There have been um, accusations against him, and it seems like quite a bit from a lot of different people. Uh, to the point, I don't think he's even in Texas anymore. He was in Texas for a while. And Everyone's in Texas. Yeah. Okay. And I think that he, I don't even know if he's still in Texas, but multiple communities and a whole, whole range of things. Now, there's no court case that's been filed against him. Okay. However, at the same time, um, many of the different masjid and the you know different figures they disassociated themselves uh, i had heard about this maybe a year ago or two years ago yeah, yeah, about COVID, these yeah, yeah or like even during covid i think a lot of this stuff came out must have been in like 2020 2021 something like yeah. that so what are people supposed to do like you know
0: um okay first of all Forget Times Square Salah for a second. Get the picture up, but we'll talk, ab- talk about the. Uh, there's there's got to be a better picture, I think, right? That's a video. Oh, it's a video? Okay, good. Fine. We'll show the video in a second. But, first of all, when it comes to that specific brother, Fateh, his, his videos went were pretty popular a, couple, a while back, which is fine. It's <laughs> just good, except some of the tajweed was wrong. Up a little bit more. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's good. The t- okay, the tajweed was wrong. Mm. That's the first thing. Right. So if you want to be a, a reciter, and you want to recite, that is to me one of the best ambitions you could have. I support it, hundred percent, because the more Quran is recited, the better. But you gotta get the tajweed right. So that's mm. the first thing. Secondly, whenever all sorts of accusations are going around about somebody, then what do we do about it? Well, what do we do about it from which perspective as a listener? No, I'm going to listen. Simple. Like all sorts of rumors are going around about somebody. I just want to listen to him on YouTube. I'm listening. Right. Rumor means nothing to me. Okay. It's just a rumor. It's hearsay as a listener. If I'm picking up a book. Okay. And they say, Oh, the author of this book did such and such. Okay. Well, right. If it's a crime, it's a crime, but, If it's an Islamic book, um, if it's accurate, I'm going to read it. That's what I care about, right? Mm -hmm. As a reader, as a listener. All right, what about as you run a masjid? Yeah. Or an organization like Safina side? (laughs) No, it's a different rule now. It's different now. Mm -hmm. If there are rumors going about you, I can get burned by that, by my association with you. So I'm not going to associate with you.
1: Right. That's within your right to do so. You don't have to bring on someone who's associated 100% with
0: 100%. If I just didn't feel like associating, exactly. i associate. So, but to save myself now right. from, you know, being associated with someone who may have like oppressed somebody, may have done something wrong, then there's no need for this, right? So I'm not going to associate with him. That's what I recommend. If my son is hanging around with some guy and all the people talking about this guy and he does this, that, and the other... I'm going to say, look, your reputation is at risk now. We care about reputation, right? Sharia requires us to care about reputation. Right. So no one associates you with something bad. So don't put yourself in a situation where you could be accused of supporting him.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, it's just rumors. Okay, well, when the rumors die down and disappear, then you can be with him, But do not associate with the person until their name is cleared. Which is different from a false rumor, which, for example, went around about the Prophet. False rumors. Like, clearly, we know it's false. But these rumors about sexual assault allegations or whatever it is, these rumors can never be known to be true or false. Right? For example, that's where we have to also separate two types of rumors rumors that are clearly false. It's not rumor in that, it's slander. You're just slandering the person. Right. Or rumors that we'll never know if it's true or false. So this is actually a very important segment here. Learning how to, how do we as interact with somebody who had scandals. Right. So, again, this oh, that's the case, by the way, Omar, good call. We're, the top there, Adnan Said, we're covering that today. Okay? Yeah. So, does that make sense? You have to ch- splice it up.
1: Yeah.
0: Sheikh booty they say all sorts of things about him. Okay? Right. All sorts of things about him. I'm reading his books and listening to his lectures. I don't care what anyone says. Sheikh Ali Juma's old books. This gold.
1: We have one right here.
0: That's That's my book.
1: This yeah. he wrote Is the tahqiq. This mine or yours? This yours.
0: This tahqiq. All right? With the commentary, small comments, right? By Ali Juma. It's pretty good. Of is there going to be any other sounder book in aqidah than this so what came later in his life politically and some of the fatawa he gave later in life that's a different story Yeah. now if I have listeners if I have students I would make sure though not maybe probably will not cite him publicly so that the, the general viewership will then lump you into that group or that okay Privately among students of knowledge, yeah, no problem. Because students of knowledge should know better that just because I'm citing his book does not mean I support all his other things, right? So I'm not going go to go uh, into what he said, but suffice it to say that some people agreed with and some people didn't, so it split the community in half, right? So I don't want right. to go there. Okay, I don't want to go there.
1: Now, there's some people where they want to take it a step further. And what they say is that if you stay silent, then what you're doing is that you're inherently, like implicitly, you're supporting an oppressor. And the idea that like this type of, or you know, like we, we can't get our justice or the victims or the alleged victims, they can't get their justice in a court of law because of statue of limitations and mm-hmm. this and that. Yeah. So what, what do we have now? The only thing that we could do is raise awareness And, uh, you know, tell people, you know, and warn people against him and stuff like that But it seems like this is very, very close First of all, does this have a part to play in the Sharia? And second of all, like it seems very close to like slander and Qadf So I know if, you know, like someone, I heard someone, I was arguing with them yesterday about this Where they just flat out said it They said, um, people need to know that he is a serial rapist and I said, wait, just w- proof? hold on a second. Yeah. You know, like, you know did, did you go and did you verify these for yourself? Or did you re- read a report from a group online? And, you know, let's not even begin to talk about that group because that group has some strange connections to begin with. Now, let's say that the allegations and whatnot, it's like whatever but say let's let's turn it and let's pretend that this was a woman and we said that this woman is a serial rapist Mm -hmm. or let's not even say that there let's say that there was consent involved and all we said without verification we just said that this woman likes to sleep around that's 80 lashes right there because that's qadf
0: and her reputation is. and
1: her reputation is destroyed now perhaps because it's a man it does make a difference right a woman's reputation is not like a man's reputation correct But there still has to be, you know, it's similar, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I look at it like this: if a person openly says something that uh, is explicit, that's that's why I have to separate between. um, You got to separate between three things: a theological position, which you can put pen to paper on, and we could say here this is what you said, and this is why you say it. Now we could say, no, you're totally right. You're totally wrong, right? Or it's valid but I disagree. That's one thing. The other thing is a political position. That's political positions. Everyone has their own facts. Everyone has their own argument mm-hmm. for poli- in politics. It's very hard to clearly state that someone's right or wrong in politics. Okay. Thirdly, women related issues and money related issues. We don't see the evidence. Right? It's claims. He stole from me. He touched me, right? It's claims. So, does that mean just because we say there's not, I can't really say he's guilty? Does that mean he's innocent? No, doesn't mean he's innocent, right? So it's clearly something's going on. There's well, there is no smoke without any fire, right? This is not one allegation, right? It's not one or two allegations. Right. Uh, so, I'm going to stay away from the person. In all circumstances, I'm going to stay away from the person without having to say anything, unless it's a theological issue where he puts pen to paper, and I can say, hey, everyone, look, it's right here. He said it. And this is wrong, and this is an innovation, and you have to stay away from him. and stop reading his book. That is explicit, right? That's that's my position. I love Adam, but... um, but that's, where, that's, that's what I've arrived at, just by using basic Sharia principles and logic. Mm. And the, the basic point of logic is we need to be able to assess. We need to be able to assess the facts. In any investigation, what do they say? For, is the first thing they say, what are the facts here? In political uh, positions, facts are very tenuous, right? It's really hard to say who's 100% right and who's 100% wrong, Right. In personal allegations, it's even harder, right? Hmm. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess people they kind of wonder, like, if we lived in a perfect world, yeah. um, or by perfect world I mean that we lived in a government where the Sharia was uh, implemented and you know everything like that, everyone followed it. What exactly would be done about an individual like this, and what is the public supposed to do?
0: They're the 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 women who are accusing this individual, they should have come up, come forth right away, right, mm. and then he should be treat, taken care of, right. They come. That's the key. In Sharia, you either show a proof of harm, or you come up right away. But you what you what is not acceptable in Sharia is that you come later with no proof. Mm. That's a problem sharia that's that's very weak you're not going to get far with that right so you either come up right away okay yeah or you bring hard evidence either one one or the other
1: now this is a little bit more of a i guess like a touchy subject but say we're living in the time of the sharia Mm -hmm. and a man and a woman they decide to do zina and what happens is is that the woman is expecting something out of the men, mm-hmm. you know, like in terms of zina. Yeah. But then, say the guy takes advantage of her, and like you know, she, he does something where in reality neither of them should have been doing this to begin with. Yeah. But now he really injures and he harms her. Mm-hmm. Does the woman have any recourse or like?
0: So repeat the story again.
1: It's they do zina, yeah. right? And they're both of them are complicit in this. They're complicit in zina. It's not like she got. Raped per se, yeah. But um, like in the in the beginning, she agreed. Let's mm-hmm. say it's you know they're in a haram relationship and they yeah. took it to the level where they they do zina. But then the guy you know like he becomes very abusive.
0: I think that's what what happens in most rape cases. They start they they the consent yeah was to a certain level yes of zina right or of you know, relations and then yeah. the guy got out of control. And yeah, harmed the woman. Yeah,
1: which is which seems to me like in a lot of these cases, um, uh, like accusations that come against Muslims, they're yeah. kept quiet for a while. Yeah, and you know when you read the story, it seems as if in the beginning the woman is the one who initiated something. Yeah, like you know, and there was a level of a haram relationship, mm-hmm. or the guy DMs her. Yeah. This happens a lot And I'm not just saying one case This happens a lot The guy DMs her She could block him But yeah. she responds And it keeps going And it keeps going And it keeps going And then eventually the woman She realizes You know This is a little bit more Than what I asked for mm-hmm. And then after that Say whatever happens Happens And the person You know they Emotionally manipulate If that's such a thing uh, Or emotionally abusing you know, the the woman and, you know, basically manipulating her into sex and things like this.
0: Uh, All this stuff, we can only... Uh, again, let's look at it from the perspective of the law and the perspective of individuals. Right. Right. From the perspective of the law, it's very hard to make your case. You need evidence to make your case. Right. Okay. From the perspective of individuals, uh, multiple accusations Hmm. it starts to matter right multiple accusations even without any proof but multiple without any proof starts to matter i would simply like because at that point um why would you unless you have proof that this person you're certain that this person is innocent of all these and someone is conspiring against them why would you put yourself next to this person right yeah that's the question so if there is a, a, a speaker and a khatib, and, a, and, and multiple accusations go off against him, why would I invite him? And just invite controversy in our message, right? right. I'm not obligated to invite him in the first place, so I would stay away from the person. So did that, do we, you we got to separate between the law and personal social interactions. Right. The law takes a lot to make someone guilty. Even in our society here, there are Netflix documentaries about people yet the law could not be able to nail them. There are Netflix documentaries about people who committed stuff like this, right? All sorts of crazy stuff. Millions of people watch these documentaries, yet the courts have not been able to put them behind bars. Hmm. But there is the law of public opinion, the court of public opinion. I would say, our our guidance on this is to stay away from somebody who has rumors floating around them, Hmm. right? That rumors of harm floating around them if you know it's a, a false rumor I would say about them it is like defamation someone defames you as an extremist someone defames you as right. you know someone who's an extreme person that's just defamation we could we could look at your words and assess our, ourselves whether you're that or not does this make sense I think that's the right breakdown right. the law requires hard evidence but yeah. me as a person I don't require hard evidence. I could simply not associate with somebody because I'm going to be now the court of public opinion you lost.
1: Are we, are we obliged? Say, for example, I see something on social media saying, go, you know, this is the story of the victim. Share the story so that the victim can get visibility and stuff like that.
0: How do I know it's a victim? Yeah. So what yourself. am I
1: supposed to It's their claim. Yeah. No. Is it, is it even permissible for me to spread that?
0: Um. I think you have to know it's a fact in order to spread it. I, th- I don't think so. Yeah. Because uh, Melody 21 saying something good. He said, in the court, you're innocent until proven guilty. In the court of law, you're innocent until proven guilty. In the court of public opinion, you're guilty until proven innocent. Right. Like, if if, if you're going to be close to somebody, as get married to somebody, befriend somebody, move in with somebody, hire somebody, all those categories of people, guilty until proven innocent. Hmm. Like Omar says, I'm going to bring someone today. Okay. Well, who is it? Right? Who is it? I need to know who it is. Mm. Right? Once, Omar says, no, no, I'm vouching for him. I said, okay, fine. You're vouching for him. A random stranger wants to come and hang out with us in the student. No, who is he? I don't know who he is. He could be some crazy person. So the court of, in social life, family life, you're guilty until proven innocent. So I'm staying away from him. So right. I would not have um, bought someone with all these rumors swirling around them into the mm-hmm. masjid to speak or to lead salah.
1: Now, if a masjid does like, are they?
0: If they do that, yeah, they're going to get the ire that they get. Maybe they have really had victims. Then you deserve the ire that all the ire that you get. Yeah. Then the the people who are hurt by that person, yeah, will hate you, and you deserve that hate because you you brought it up on yourself. Yeah. There is. Remember, this is we're talking about moral. Laws here. We're not talking about defamation and false rumors yeah. about people.
1: Now, okay. if if I'm a personal victim of something, yeah. can I go out in public and say this person did such and such to me?
0: If you can't get justice in the court of law, then yes, you are permitted to do that. Proof being that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam received a case like this. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam uh, uh, said to him Take your, your furniture, take your furniture, put out in front of your house, and if people ask you, why are you doing this? Say, my neighbor is harming me. The Prophet I said this. Okay? My neighbor is harming me. Right. Remember when we had uh, uh, a guy causing all sorts of trouble in MBIC, Splitting up friendships and causing all sorts of fitna you cannot imagine. There's nothing, like, legal that he was doing wrong. Right but he was cr- causing harm right and the uh, people we uh, we got together and said what are we going to do we're going to issue a statement we issued a statement we emailed it to all the local masajid, and we re- read this statement out loud after Aisha to everybody we said so there is an individual such and such such his name is such and such this is this is what he does stay away from him and the message we are dissociated from him right and then we emailed that to all of the local masajid. That's where there's no legal thing that he broke that we can prove that he did wrong. But we can win in the court of public opinion. Right. By just spreading this word. Mm. And if your previous record is that you're always honest and you tell the truth. Right. right then. Um,
1: so, you know, I have to ask. Yeah. Now the person they can say you know they can they can tell the public that this is what has been done to me. Mm-hmm. Now, what if we were just to take that one step further and then one step further? Let's say that what about the family? The family believes the victim, so the family can you know say that this is what's happened. Yeah, they can. And now what about the advocates of the family? So where exactly is the line drawn? The line because a is- lot of people they're like, you know, you have a platform, yep. you should be you know, and really in reality we're on the other side of. Of, uh, of the country mm-hmm. But you know people they're going to say Oh you have a platform Why don't you say something to support the victims And contem- condemn them When like So where exactly does it stop Where if I can do it if I'm the victim And I can speak out in public Who can't speak out in public
0: The one who can't speak out in public That's a very good question Where is the limit um, What we can say Is that if you know this victim, right? You know this victim right. and you can vouch for them, then you could speak about it. Right? Hmm. I know this victim. But a, a a cold call? Yeah. A cold call. Hey, I'm a victim. Right. I want you to go and bash so and so on your stream. Right. I don't know you. Sorry to tell you that. Oh, you don't sympathize with me? I do not know you. Okay? <laughs> right. And I don't know if what you're saying is true or false. Okay. But if it's somebody that, let's say it's your, it's your, someone you know, mm. uh, and you can vouch for them, then their honesty, right? Mm. Then yeah, you can speak about it. No problem. Okay. So we have to draw these lines because otherwise we have cast. Now, um, what about the organizations out there that? that take the information from these victims and spread it. That organization needs to have a strong record in the society. Any organization, like there's there's a couple, In Wolf's Clothing yeah, is one of them, Face is one of them, um, who else does it? Does this? Those are the two that Those I know. Uh, I'm not going to pass an assessment, I'm not going to do a Jarhan Ta'deel on them right now, because I don't have the information. Right. right. I've heard things said here and there, but I don't have I don't do judgmental on on those organizations. I'm not going to do that. But what could we, what I can say is that in order for people to believe you, you need to have won over the trust of those people, of your audience. That's right. it. That's a general rule. That's the only rule. Hmm. Like, why do I believe the Better Business Bureau, not Reddit? If I'm going to get if I'm going to to learn about a business that I want to you know bring into my house to do a big job, I'm going to go to the Better Business Bureau. The reviews there tend to be more reliable than let's say other websites. So reliability is the key. Trust is the key in these things. So that's the that that's a story on how we handle all right, so I see Saba question. Um, yeah, there have been said things said about uh face but I'm not going to put, uh, do jarhan tadid. Jarhan is like when you assess an individual. Because it's not the organization we're assessing. It's just a name. It's the people who run the organization. right? That's why I actually don't like when an, uh, when an organization issues a statement or a fatwa or something. Wait, 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 who are you? It's just a name. Don't cover it. Pull that off. Put your faces up. Which they do. They're they're not hiding who they are. We all know who they are, right? Uh, so I'm not in the posi- I'm not going to do that jarh uh, and tadil on them. Um, but that's the general rule: is that they need to develop trust with the people with with the people that they're talking to. Simple as that. Once they're trustworthy, and then they say, "Guys, we assessed that this this per- this sheikh has victimized so and so. This woman." Has been abusive to this employee this person has done that then we could trust them okay simple as that that's how simple it is so there's a court of law and there's a court of public opinion are we done with this subject or is there more to say yeah, that's, I think that's pretty much that covers a, a lot of different questions yeah. about it right yeah. now let's go to the video of the tarawih in times square which as we said is one of those things that people have debated back and forth but ultimately now that it's happening I personally hope to see it grow and and move on uh, and expand because I think the salah, dhikr everywhere is good okay alright, let's hear this volume TV volume us up, up, up. Turn your mic on, uh, okay. Two thousand people attended. That's nice. Oh, that's it okay good good uh so uh they did it for the second time did it this weekend and it's run by social media influencer sq another um guy who's not using his name is that his name i
1: guess please.
0: way of life i love these these now this this, this Muslim thing where they don't have names right anyway uh looks like he's a dad is he an imam like or what so. like a dad. all right no problem um he did it in collaboration with giving back and droplets of mercy Dalia Tariq attended with family and friends said it was important to provide the space for people to ask questions about islam it's in an open and welcome environment it's a brilliant idea to be honest with you if when when you start seeing the benefits i think the fact that it's happening in the busiest part of the city. this part of the world, probably, too. I hope it still keeps happening every year. It's growing. All right. I guess he does it on what? the first. What is he doing on the first Saturday of the month of Ramadan? The first Saturday night. I think he does it on. Okay. So, huh? All right. Bring, tell me when you're ready. At sunset. Quran reciters Faisal Latif and Dr. Faraj Hassan. That's the brother that I see on Instagram all the time. Dr. Faraj Hassan. Led the prayers and began breaking their fast. Okay. They distributed more than 2,000 meals. That's wonderful. Right? Motivational speakers. Muhammad Abdul Alim, Also known as Hoop Fines. Another one with these names. Uh, Faduma Muhammad. A.K.A. Speak Pure. I I guess you have to have a name these days You know, know, fortunately it's because of TikTok
1: and media Where it's a lot of these imams Like, you know, they're not even invited anymore Because we could get a TikToker for half the price And double the reach
0: Crazy Of course Islamophobia is on the rise Our religion is one of the most misunderstood religions But it's also the fastest growing, says SQ The event held under the bright neon lights of New York Under all these advertisements in Times Square is an opportunity for Muslims to come together and help people learn about Islam. A projector displays verses from the Quran with English translation. Wow. Yamin Khazadri of Muslims Giving Back said the event was an example of dawah through action. You don't just preach, but they get to see you pray, and then you give out food and you answer questions. You don't just say dawah or do dawah to people by pushing pamphlets, blah, blah, blah. Very good, very good. Uh, haiku jaspers who was visiting new york from germany stumbled see that's what i'm saying this guy haiku jaspers from germany is writing a poem or something a haiku uh, he stumbled across the event while walking through times square he'd never seen anything like it before that's exactly the point of such events it's a good idea to do it in public so everyone can look and understand said the tourist." okay all right, let's see your video. I'm going to up a video for us. Let's see.
1: It's long, but we'll go your through food. it. Collective It's on that side. Please make your way safely around over there, please. khair. Mm. khair. Please go go get the, the food.
0: Yeah, you can skip a little bit. All right, that's the. Oh, it rained on the poor people, too bad. Windy, look at the wind. Wow. Tarari
1: is a religious prayer for Muslims held the month that's of That's him, right? Which is the 30 days of fasting that Muslims do. In 30 days, the Muslims reside from cover to cover of the Holy Qur'an. So that's what we're here to do right now. We're trying to show the world the beauty of the Qur'an and how gorgeous it sounds. Because once it hits your ears, it goes to your heart. And we're trying to open the hearts of the people tonight by having this amazing event. And I appreciate everyone who showed up and showed us some love. Islam is is advice it is sincere advice given to mankind and that advice is there's nothing worthy of worship except Allah and the prophet Muhammad along with Jesus Moses Abraham and all the messengers mentioned by Allah are all prophets of God and this is the religion so that's what Islam means to me. you. we're in Times Square Alaikum As- <laughs> As- <laughs> MashaAllah so there's a few minutes left let's go to, to the salon.
0: Few minutes before... See it. Oh, okay, that's it then. I was just reciting Then they give some speeches, right? This guy's got his uh, Haramein vibes on, right? totally so how many people is it like a thousand people maybe five hundred people yeah
1: okay is this their
0: official video by the way is there any dawah that happened afterwards I'm interested in the permit this thing. Yeah, I wonder how they did it. Yeah. I mean, Khalid Latif is the police chaplain. Maybe he's involved, helping them get the permit. but We're here <laughs> to let you know that we hate. We're Muslim. Alhamdulillah. Say Alhamdulillah. No, 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 no. Oh man. This guy has energy. This
1: that Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I think
0: it's a great event. What do you think, us? Should we should we have a mollid there?
1: Hey,
0: learn about the Prophet, peace be upon him. What's and wrong with honestly,
1: that? That's more appropriate to do
0: in you know, like so. a place like that. Than Salah? Yeah, because Salah yeah. is something that... Yeah. Has a hurma to it? Yeah. Okay, so Adnan Sayed is the last sex segment of our of our affairs of the Ummah today. Okay, it's pretty sad what's going on with Adnan Sayed. Now, Adnan Sayed, as you know, he in 1999, his friend, I guess it was his girlfriend at the time, Haman Lee, down in Maryland, she disappeared and she was found dead right she was found dead and they accused him of the murder and he went to jail for many many years okay and only last year so now last year was 2023 he was exonerated okay so he spent 24 years in jail okay now we have a story okay cnn.com has reported that his murder conviction is reinstated let's just see exactly what they mean by this a maryland appellate court on tuesday reinstated the conviction of adnan sayed the man who spent over two decades behind bars for supposedly allegedly killing hayman lee which i don't uh you may have all heard of the landmark serial podcast okay you listen to the whole thing was addictive at the time i remember being with 2015 or something everyone was listening the podcast came out thursday by thursday night everyone had listened to it in a two-to-one ruling the appellate court said the lower court had violated the rights of the victim's brother Young Lee. okay which was his what was his right to attend a key hearing when a judge vacated, say, say its conviction, leading to his release. Because the circuit court violated Mr. Lee's right to notice of this and his right to attend, they did not inform him that he had the right to attend. So the hearing, therefore, on the state's motion to vacate, okay, was now uh, invalidated. This court has the power and the obligation to remedy those violations as long as we can do so without violating mr say's right to be free from double jeopardy double jeopardy means to be tried of the same case twice we remand for a new legally compliant and transparent hearing on the motion to vacate now he has to win this motion a second time this time with the brother there okay so what does this look like to me it looks like to me that the brother's lawyer The brother was angry at this, had the lawyer look into it and said, hey, okay, um, we want want to redo this. And they found an error that he should have been there. That's the error that they found, okay? We remand for a new legally compliant and transparent hearing on the motion to vacate, where Mr. Lee is given notice of the hearing and sufficient time to allow him to attend in person. Evidence supporting the motion to vacate is presented, and the court states its reason in support. So he still may be um, th- th- uh, free. But what they have to do is that they have to actually um, uh, redo the, the motion, essentially. The Lee family is very pleased with the ruling. So so the Lee family believes it's him who did it. That's always what happens. like The family of the victim gets attached to to who they think did it. Yeah. Well, why don't you let the court decide? Like they, they him yeah, they hate it, but here's the thing. Why did you believe that that... <laughs> why do you believe he did it? Because the court found him guilty, right? Well, now the court's telling you he wasn't guilty. So why don't you believe the court the second time? I, I see it all the time. Families, they get just attached to their theory of who did the killing.
1: Yeah, <sighs> so that's like, okay, true. Right? Exactly. Even if it's not him...
0: Yeah. Which it. is a lie, though. Yeah. Uh, you're lying to yourself. So it's also like a massive calamity for them to now believe that he was actually innocent all these years. That means just the the killers. I bet you the killers are already in jail on some other thing. Because I think the real killer in this thing was someone who was, uh, he killed multiple people. There was this theory that there's this third party. And this person, he was raping strangers. Right? And his DNA yeah that guy jay yeah yeah he was fishy we think it really represents a step towards transparency and rule of law you can't have a trial by podcast or a trial by publicity kelly said contending the popular judicial process was not followed it's in everyone's interest including Ms. mr sayeds to have all the evidence aired publicly okay and she said that the lee family is not vengeful we, we just want the truth if adnan is not the guy then we want him out okay that's a good statement David Stan- Sanford, another Lee family attorney, similarly told CNN, the family was delighted with the court's decision and the order for a transparent hearing where the evidence would present an do, do, do the family think that there are some people in the in Maryland court who are trying to get Adnan out for personal re- re- reasons? Saeed's attorney say he will remain a free man. Okay, so Assistant Public Defender Erica Suter, Said's attorney and Director of of the Innocence Project Clinic said the appellate court reinstated the conviction not because the motion to vacate was erroneous, but because Mr. Lee's brother did not appear. That's it. We agree with the dissenting judge that the appeal is moot and that Mr. Lee's attendance over Zoom was sufficient. He did attendance over Zoom, but not in person. So, what's the big deal? Souter said in a statement provided to CNN. All right, um, there is no basis for re-traumatizing Adnan by returning him to the status of a convicted felon. For the time being, he is a free man. We remain optimistic that justice will be done. We intend to seek review in Maryland's highest court and will continue to fight until Adnan's convictions are fully vacated. Now, why was it vacated in the first place? The decision to vacate Sayed's conviction came eight years after the podcast dug into the case and raised questions about the conviction and say it's legal representation in explaining her decision to vacate baltimore city circuit judge melissa finn cited material in the state investigation that was not properly turned over to the defense attorneys as well as the existence of two suspects who may have been improperly cleared as part of the investigation by the way adnan's defense lawyer she was a disaster she was a complete disaster, Adnan's defense lawyer. In the if you want, if you listen to the podcast, she should she's dead now, right? But he should. If she was alive, she would be sued. Because she was a dis, all, utter disaster. Why victims' brother wanted a redo of the hearing? Lee's brother had requested a redo of the hearing, arguing in part that he didn't have enough notice to attend in person. The attorneys for Lee uh, who was able to watch the September proceeding by zoom previously alleged in court documents that prosecutors and the circuit court that overturned say its convictions had violated the brother's rights that happened. They alleged by failing to give him adequate notice, blah, blah, blah. Okay. That's it. It's just, it seems to me like a last ditch effort to just, um, get him back. And, and, and I don't think they're going to win it because, um, they got to re. um, Rehash everything now. Okay. All right, let's take, we only have time for a couple questions because we got University of Toronto today. At three o'clock, you can follow the University of Toronto. Yes, turn the camera to Oz or do you want to just come here?
1: We don't want them to see the mess.
0: Yeah, okay, <laughs> Alright, speak. It's okay. Yeah. Just, right, go ahead.
1: Okay, so alhamdulillah we have the um, we have the great blessing to announce a new program and this is going to be open to everyone. So people nationwide. It is going to be an in-person program but um, brothers especially uh, we want to reach out to you across uh, the country. Um, if you guys have time in summer we are opening up a summer intensive, uh, the first of its kind, inshallah. We did a, um, a local intensive very, very similar to this last year, and it was a huge, huge success. We had um, roughly 80 students who came out, and it was actually quite long. It was 16 weeks. So based on the feedback that we received, um, you know, there are some brothers who have the opportunity to come through. And we want to open this up to you guys. And sisters as well. The thing is, is uh, I'll get to that in a second. We don't have um, housing available. It's easier for brothers to find housing, which is why I'm uh, talking specifically about brothers. But this is going to be a program where you get to see what Darul Fett is doing on a daily and weekly basis. And you get to cover real texts, um, real mutun that have been studied by the scholars and are typically studied. And this program is going to give you um, all of your fardain, inshallah the intention is that by the time you complete this program you will have completed a text in fiqh a text in aqidah um, a text in hadith the 40 of, uh, uh, the forty hadith of imam al-Nawawi and you will have a lot of time uh, spent with dr. Shadi as well um, going over tasawwuf we haven't decided which tasawwuf text we're going to be studying um, but it's going to be uh, texts in all of your fardain, inshallah um so in terms of the program uh let me just i can't actually see it what are the dates i you know i'm very bad with dates it up, uh, yeah it's from june 19th and then yeah so obvious, i believe so it's going to start in june 19th and the way that the program is going to work is that we designed it in a way that someone who's at school say for example you're taking classes at Rutgers, even though most people are off or if you're working if you have an internship or a job or anything like that, then you finish work, you have time to eat, you know, uh, you finish work at 5, 5.30, you have time to eat, to get ready, and at nighttime, you're going to be coming in and you're going to be, uh, for the next three hours, seven o'clock to 10 o'clock, uh, the classes are going to be offered, inshallah. And this is actually what the Darl Feth students are doing on a daily basis, so, if you're interested in joining, it is quite intense. But to put this into perspective, to show you the work that we've been doing, alhamdulillah, uh, for the past uh, seven or eight months, almost a year, inshallah. It'll be a, a year in May. Um, this is the work that we've been doing on a daily basis. These are the classes that are offered. Um, and it'll also be an opportunity for you to mix with the Dar al students as well. So this is actually required course materials for... Uh, the Dar al-Fat uh, class for the, for the first class that we have um, So in terms of Fiqh we're going to be offering Two different um, Two different options One is going to be Maliki Fiqh and That's going to be with uh, Sheikh Harun And we're also going to be offering Hanafi Fiqh Which is going to be taught by Both Sheikh Murad and Sheikh Imran We're still working on Some of the details inshallah But we can tell you everything That we know so far um, In terms of Maliki Fiqh Inshallah we're going to be reading Kitab um, al-Akhdari which is one of the beginner texts that covers everything this is like pretty much the first text that you would study uh, but it has a lot, a lot to do, which is why we actually waited until the end of the year because we wanted to do this text together. Um, for example, for Maliki Fiqh, we've already, alhamdulillah, last year we studied Ashmawiyah over the summer, which is another one of these beginner texts. Then we studied Ibn Asher and then we're going to be completing Azziyah. And then we're going to be coming back to Kitab al-Akhdari, inshaAllah. Uh, for Hanafi Fiqh, you're going to be studying the book of Imam al-Maidani, uh, Is'af al-Murideen, um, and for Aqidah, um, we're going to be offering, most likely it's going to be Um al-Barahin by Imam Sanusi Sanusi. And we may have some classes on Aqidah al-Tahawiyah as well. And this is going to be taught um, by Sheikh Murad, um, uh, Sheikh Murad Uthman. And for Hadith, inshallah, we're very excited. This is the first Hadith class that we've uh, done uh, through Dar al What we did is that in the beginning of the year for Dar al students, we started with the science of Hadith. Um, and now that we've covered the science of hadith, we're going to be actually going into the texts of hadith themselves. So we're starting with the text of Imam nawawi which is well known by everyone. And we're going to be giving commentary on that um, with Sheikh Murad and Sheikh Imran. And possibly Sheikh Harun and Dr. Shadi as well. We haven't worked out all of the details. And the tassawwaf, uh, we're going to be having both dhikr, and we're also going to be having classes that we do on Thursday with Dr. Shadi as well. Um, so if you want to sign up right now is the best time to do so. Um, It's $150 for Ramadan, inshallah. There is no online, so just keep that in mind. Um, You can go on the website and you could sign up. Uh, You could go to daralfets.org slash pay um, and you can go on the social medias and look for the link and there's some more information on the website as well Um, and the website will be continuously updated. Um, But I do recommend sign up right now Uh, in Ramadan even by the way you know if you're a college student and you're not sure will I be able to find a job or you know what will happen what's my internship situation going to be like just sign up it's $150 we'll refund you if you can't make it but at least get your name in and make the sincere intention that you want to be here and join us inshallah in New Jersey we're going to advertise this more and more so definitely share this to your friends uh, to your family, anyone who's interested, and we want to make this into a very big thing. So, Dr. do you have anything to add to that? No,
0: it's, uh, it was a great experience for a lot of guys who came last time, and we have um, some good hosts here. If you want to come, we have inshallah uh, ability to host you, and uh, it's a we're it's busy, constant, nonstop. It's literally nonstop. I think Saturday is the only day that we have that's off. Yeah. Right. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Once it once Thursday hits, it's lights out. Thursday, Friday, Sunday, right? So, um, come come by, inshallah, and uh, uh, it should be a good summer. Inshallah, we're and the, on our now second year now. Yeah, we're entering this summer. We're entering our second year of Dada so It's just gonna inshallah, inshallah build inshallah. Uh, more and more every time. Yeah,
1: and the program—it's not really just classes; it's also the community that you're joining. Um, for example. Last time uh, that we did this program in the summer, everyone is off. We had a lot of time to sit with the mashayikh. We would hang out, you know, here in the in the in the classrooms, uh, in the library. We'd hang out with the mashaikh until one o'clock sometimes. Um, it's a great opportunity for shochet as well. Um, many many people who I didn't know. In summertime, they're one of my closest friends now Because I see them on a daily basis Every single day I'm seeing them We're all involved in the same thing Which is uh, to seek knowledge But there's a lot that we do You know, There's, for example, the soup kitchen If you want to volunteer, you can also do that Um, Every Wednesday we have the soup kitchen um, And we have a lot of activities Um, We have the masjid right here as well And there's always activities going on Come for one of the famous Mawadda events as well Um,
0: Mawadda, we get you married yeah, and then there's also physical activities. They play basketball and they have frisbee football. Yeah, uh, each so you can actually say very physically fit if you attend both of those.
1: Yeah, and so there's a group me, and I'm gonna place the link on the website. I'll place the link everywhere, inshallah, um, where you can join. And for example, Sharif, um, he was our prototype student. Uh, prototype, I don't know what to call it, like a yeah. transfer student, foreign student and he came through last year and he was here for uh, the entirety of the summer. And he stayed with a bunch of guys from Rutgers in, um, we have Rutgers off off campus housing right here and you know he met the guys we still he still takes some classes with us online um, so it's a great opportunity it's just the community that you're joining inshallah it's not just going to be 8 weeks of classes it's going to be 8 weeks of joining the community and inshallah we're trying to take the steps to turn this into a full seminary into a full theological college inshallah so there's a lot to do and definitely spread the word everywhere that you can um, on social media word of mouth um, and definitely recommend the program If you're an Arcview student Then tell other people about this as well Take this to the next level inshallah
0: Alright we'll close with uh, du'a For Wednesday It is Wednesday is it, it is Wednesday right? Yeah. yeah In Ramadan I lose my count of days We'll do our du'a And then I don't know how to get onto the UT uh, If any anyone from University of Toronto MSA Is here you need to just send me a Whatsapp message or something Because I don't know how to get onto the event so Allah, they just send me the link, and then Omar Abbas will plug us into that link and we'll do that. But first let's do our du'a. La <laughs> illallah ويتمنى عليك ويهديك صراطا مستقيما وينصرك الله نصرا عزيزا وكان عند الله وجهه وجهين في الدنيا والآخرة ومن المقربين وجهت وجهي للذي فطر السماوات والأرض بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نصر من الله وفتح قريب مباشر المؤمنين يا أيها الذين آمنوا كونوا أنصار الله كما قال عيسى بن مريم من الحواريين من أنصاره إلى الله قال الحواريون نحن أنصار الله الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم لا تأخذه السنة ولا نوم له ما في السماوات وما في الأرض من ذا الذي يشفع عنده إلا بإذنه يعلم ما بين أيديهم وما خلفهم ولا يحيطون بشيء من علمه إلا بما شاء وسع كرسيه السماوات والأرض ولا يؤده حفظهما وهو العلي العظيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لو أنزلنا هذا القرآن على جبل لرأيته خاشعا متصدعا من خشية الله وتلك الأمتن نضربها للناس العالم يتفكرون والله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة والرحمن الرحيم هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون والله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح لهما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم وعيذ نفسي بالله يتعال من كل ما يسمعه بأذنين ويبصروا بأعينين ويمشي برجلين ويبطجوا بأدين ويتكنوا وشفتين حصنت نفسي بالله الخالق الأكبر من شر ما أخاف وأحذر من الجن والإنس وأن يحضرنا زجاره وجلثنا وتقدست أسماؤه ولا إلى غيره اللهم إني أجعلك في نور آدائي وأعوذ بك من شرورهم وتعيولهم ومكرهم ومكائدهم اذهب من ارادي في <تصفيق> اداه من الجن والانس يا حافظ يا فيض <تصفيق> يا كافيه محيط سبحانك يا رب ما اعظم شأنك واعز سلطانك تحصنت بالله وباسماء الله وبايات الله وملائكه الله وانبياء الله ورسل الله والصالحين من عباد الله حصنت نفسي بلا اله الا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم احرسني بعينك التي لا تنام وكنفني بكنفك الذي لا يرام وبرحمني بقدرتك علي فلا اهلك وانت ثقتي ورجائي يا غياث المستغتين يا غياث المستغتين يا غياث المستغتين يا ذرك الهالكين يا ذرك الهالكين يا ذرك الهالكين, الهالكين اكفني شرك كل طارق يطرق بليل أو نهار إلا طارق يطرق بخير إنك على كل شيء قدير بسم الله أرقي نفسي من كل ما ذي من كل حاسد الله شفاء بسم الله رقيت اللهم رب الناس أذبح الباس إشفي انت تشفى وعافي أن تالمعافي لا شفاء إلا شفاءك شفاءنا يغادر ولا ألم يا كافي يا وافي يا حميد يا مجيد ارفعني كل تعب شديد وكفني من الحدي والحديد والمرض الشديد والجيش العديد واجعل لي نور من نورك وعز من عزك ونصر من نصرك وبهاء من بهائك وعطاء من عطائك وحراسة من حراستك وتأييد من تأييدك يا ذا الجلال والإكرام والمواهب العظام سلك أن تكفيني من شارك والذي شر إنك أنت الله الخالق الأكبر صلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآلِه وصَبِي وسَلَّمَن سَتِمَا كَثِيرًا طَيِّبًا مُبَارَكًا في والحمدُ لله رب العالمينَ ظاهرًا take a few minutes for a dua before you close up. اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين